you can change the world. Learn from proven change makers from all walks of life. They'll show you how to raise money, invest for impact, and so much more. You can start small, start today, and never quit. You can change the world by strengthening your superpowers. Now, welcome to the Superpowers for Good show. I'm your host, Devin Thorpe. And we are so fortunate today to have with us Russell Fugit. He's the CEO and founder of Equity Endowment. Uh, he, he has been on a crusade since college to really build community uh, and to address social injustice in the in the world. And uh, he's just an extraordinary human being. So you do not want to miss this episode. Uh, Russell, uh, welcome to the show. We're thrilled to have you. Thanks for having me, Devin. Really appreciate the warm introduction. Well, uh, we're, we're so excited. Tell us about Equity Endowment. Give us the quick overview. Sure. Well, I founded Equity Endowment in uh, 2023. Uh, and through a fiscal sponsorship at this time, we're a 501c3 public charity with the mission of closing the racial wealth gap. Now, of course, there are a lot of things that go into closing the wealth gap in government and, and other organizations and, and public policy certainly play a part, but we need more tools in our toolkit. So the idea for Equity Endowment was to create a, a first of its kind, as far as we've been able to tell, strategy existing at the intersection of finance and philanthropy. And it's a two-pronged strategy. So uh, similar to how colleges and universities have endowments we'll, uh, that will pay for faculty salaries and, and buildings, et cetera, we want to create an endowment um, and invest uh, the fund, create an endowment fund, an investment fund, invest with minority fund managers, and also funds are investing in minority economies throughout the country. And in that way, we'll be injecting millions of dollars into uh, into the economy of, of black and brown people throughout the country. And then, of course, take the proceeds of that endowment and then grant it to nonprofit organizations doing the programmatic work with a specific uh, emphasis on entrepreneurial development and small business enablement. So in that way, we'll be uh, supporting um, a nonprofit uh, new business creation um, on both sides of the spectrum, both through the, the diversified financial portfolio and also through the nonprofit organizations that we'll uh, be supporting. That is a brilliant two-pronged strategy uh, that has impact on both prongs, right? The, the investment through uh, the fund managers, diverse fund managers who are supporting uh, diverse founders across the country. Big deal. Big deal. You know, the 100% portfolio. Yeah, yeah, it's it's you know it's crazy in a way how many people have struggled to make that leap. I think you know the Gates Foundation has finally shifted, but but for many years, uh, Bill Gates defended a portfolio that was pretty toxic at the Gates Foundation because he wanted to maximize return so that he could maximize uh, impact on the donation side, mm. and finally. Finally, I think he's he's kind of seen the light and, and focuses now on a cleaner portfolio. But it's but it, it it is not the universe, right? It's not the pattern that everyone is in. So I, I commend you for that. That's exciting. Now this is a photo of of, of myself uh, and Mr. Mark Morial, who's the president of the National Urban League, and um, had the chance to meet him at a, a Secretary of Commerce roundtable a number of years ago here in Baltimore, Maryland, where I'm located. And I'm um, excited to say that the uh, Urban League here in uh, Baltimore, the Haysbert Center, is, is uh, our first, uh, one of our first 
uh, grant recipients um, of, as a result of our program uh, in 2023. So we're really excited, hoping to do more work with the Urban League nationally. And of course, Mr. Murray Osmond, very outspoken about this issue uh, of equity uh, when it comes to, to small businesses and minority owned businesses. So I'm excited to have this partnership and I've had the chance to, to meet him um, a few years ago. So at this stage of the game, uh, I imagine that equity endowment is really focused primarily on the process of uh, fundraising. But Correct. tell us about where you are in the game. Yeah. Well, certainly, you know, in the in in startup stage, stages at this time and really just beginning to get the word out and identify uh, initial partners and starting to have very positive conversations in the banking community and the finance community. And as with any new business and new approach, it's, it takes a little bit of an education, but we really couldn't be at a more uh, pivotal and fascinating time um, just last month, the Boston Globe uh, began a series focusing on the wealth gap uh, in, in, in Boston. Um, obviously, there's been other uh, financial institutions that have been in the news around housing and mortgage lending and other issues that are impacting uh, access to capital. And as far as I'm concerned, that's really what this is about, is really about access to capital. And that's been a big part of my story and my family's story. And I'm a fifth generation African-American entrepreneur and descended from a free African who fought in the American Revolutionary War. So very much have an American family story. And most, the most prominent member of my, of my family is my late uncle, Reginald F. Lewis, who was able to secure a billion dollars from Mr. Michael Milken in 1987, acquire, acquire Beatrice Foods. And really, no one's been able to do a deal quite like that to this day. And, and, and really, the, the biggest key was access to capital. My, capital is that he had someone that was able to back him uh, to do that leveraged buyout to go complete that global acquisition over 50 companies in over 30 countries, mostly in Europe before the euro, very complex transaction. And so what a lot of businesses need, of course, that was a huge scale, but I know business owners who can't get $10,000, $20,000, $50,000 just to seed their business and start their business and to create jobs and opportunities in their community. And that's really what the heart of equity endowment really is, to be able to, to be a bridge, to close that gap and to, and to strengthen our economy, not just for minorities. Of course, we want to do that, but we think the rising tide truly lifts all boats for all Americans. And it's, it's important as we head uh, deep into the 21st century to be able to close that gap and do so, if not in my generation, certainly want to see it happen in my children's. So as you're raising capital at this point, uh, are you looking for donations uh, to fund the endowment or, or investments or a little of both? So we're starting out again as a 501c3. So right now we're starting looking for contributions, uh, the tax deductible donations. All do donations are tax deductible. You can go to equityendowment.org right now and, and make a contribution. But certainly in our roadmap, and I've had some great conversations with you know, wealthy individuals and, and people in the finance community who said, we would love to get a return. I, I like what you're doing and I like that strategy and that approach, but how can I get a return? So certainly having a for-profit uh, arm that would generate a return and also funnel a, a significant percentage of the carry perhaps to the nonprofit uh, is certainly on the roadmap and I think could be an accelerant uh, to the work that we're doing. We see even publicly traded funds, ETFs, et cetera, that are focused on climate, uh, that are focused on, on other issues. Why can't we have one that's focused on, on creating uh, racial equity in our economy in this country? And so I think, this is a, again, we're at a very unique time, a very unique opportunity, and I'm just beginning to really explore all the legal avenues. And, and that's why I was so excited to connect with you and Superpowers, Devin, because I really had overlooked crowdfunding. 
And Arlene Hamilton is one of my heroes and so many other people who are able to leverage crowdfunding through a for-profit uh, arm. And so again, we need multiple tools in the toolkit. We need multiple uh, 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 arrows in our quiver, if you will, to begin to really do this work and make it an appealing opportunity for everybody and, and all organizations, institutions to be able to partner whether they want to return or they want to make a contribution and partner with the, on the platform that we're building. Well, it, it, it is exciting to think about that. And we are so thrilled that that you'll be presenting at Supercrowd Baltimore on yeah. March 21st. This is going to be such a great event. We've got a, a, an extraordinary roster that you're headlining there for us. And we're just thrilled that this is going to be uh, yeah. just a profoundly, I think, important yeah. event for the community. Yes. Uh, because of your support and Kevin Shirt and some of the others that uh, will be there and presenting from the local community, as well as experts that are joining us from across the country. So it's going to be a great event. Well, thank you and your team um, for, for coming to Baltimore. It's a very exciting time here. We were just designated one of the 30, I think 31 tech hubs by uh, the White House. And a, a lot of, you know, this, we were trying to be the hub of Equitech. And so coming to this time in Baltimore in 2024, we couldn't be more excited to have you here. And it's going to be a robust uh, day of, of, of dialogue and, and networking. Yeah, well, uh, again, I really want to thank you for, for coming and, and I'm excited. And now, everyone, I, I want to we're going to take a quick break here for a commercial. But when we come back, we're going to talk to Russell about his superpower. Uh, so you don't want to miss this. Stick around. This is going to be a, a powerful conversation. Join the January Super Crowd Hour. Learn to invest like a pro or how to pitch impact investors. Devin will host five crowdfunding investors. Fiona Budd, Justin Renfro, Jackie Logan, Carl Dakin and Bill Houston. Register now at thesupercrowd.com. Thanks to our sponsors and co-hosts. Join us for Super Crowd 24 for two full days of wealth and impact creating content at this virtual conference on April 17th and 18th. We'll have 100 speakers and live pitch sessions. Learn how to invest like a pro and raise money from the crowd. Save 50% with the discount code SUPERCROWD at thesupercrowd.com. Join us at SuperCrowd Baltimore to connect with community-focused business leaders and investors working to support diverse founders, social entrepreneurs, and community builders. Learn how to raise money from the crowd and how to invest like a pro. March 21st at the B&O Rail Museum, Register today at thesupercrowd.com. Welcome back, everyone. We're thrilled to have you here. Uh, we've got uh, with us today Russell Fugit, who is the CEO and founder of Equity Endowment, and we're going to talk to him now about his superpower. Russell, you have accomplished a lot. And, and, and as I look at your career and your bio, and I, we, we just have barely touched the surface of it in our conversation. I hope people will take the time to read it. But, but as as we look at all the cool things you've done, you've spent your entire career working on aspects of social justice and collaboration and community building. It's just been a fundamental part of the work that you do since college. I'm so impressed. You know, I, I'm one, I like to think I'm playing in that game now, right? I, I like to think I've joined you, but I spent 25 years not in that game. And mm -hmm. In some ways, I feel like I'm repenting, uh, but you've been at it, uh, and I commend you for that. W what do you see as your superpower? Well, you said, you know, two great, I love alliteration. So you said uh, collaboration, you said community. I'll add a third seat of that as my superpower, and that's complexity. And that's where the opportunity lies, is the ability to handle complexity. 
Um, so I've been blessed to be educated as a project manager and, and have the you know, project management professional and MS and project management. And, you know, also, again, growing up in, in a family with my, my father, Gene Fugit, and my uncle, Reginald Lewis, and what they were able to do. And like I mentioned in the previous segment, they were able to acquire a business that was over 50 companies in over 30 countries before, again, before the euro. So the level of complexity and a lot of people would have ran away from that opportunity, but they ran towards it. So really, not only have I grown up around it, but it's also kind of been in my, my DNA. Of, of in terms of my education, my background, and say complexity is where the opportunity is. And it's not just a tactical complexity, certainly complexity, perhaps most of all, is in relating with people. And so also in the previous segment, I said that I want to be a bridge, because I know when we talk about racial equity, when we talk about economic justice, it can be a very complex topic. And a lot of people have a lot of feelings and very powerful and strong emotions around this issue. A lot of people, uh, you know, kind of believe perhaps in, in a zero sum game that if, if 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 somebody else gets something, that means somebody else has to lose something. And I, uh, you know, want to state very clearly that I reject that notion. I believe there's the, uh, there's enough here for everyone. Um, I believe in a, a thought of an apple seed can create infinite amount of, of of trees and infinite amount of apples, as opposed to the idea of, of the pie and we got to get my slice of the pie, which is a, a kind of a limiting idea. And so I really want to really shift the conversation um, around that. And again, that's going to be complex, being able to have conversations, be able to, to raise perhaps, you know, crowdfunding money or even take a convince someone to make a $25 donation. As much as I want to be able to go to a large financial institution and get an eight or nine figure commitment, I want to be able to have that conversation and have it uh, uh, humbly and transparently on both sides and everybody in between and, and really be a bridge in that way. So again, the ability to handle complexity, I would say truly is my superpower. That That is really a profound superpower. And it's so difficult I know uh, I struggle with that. I really do. Uh, I, in all the work that I do, I find myself wanting to simplify, develop processes step by step, right? To 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 make it so that I can handle it, uh, mm -hmm. and and it's challenging. So I I really respect that ability. Um, can you think of an example of when you faced something particularly complex, particularly challenging, and you deployed that superpower to, to accomplish something you're proud of? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I mean, right now, I mean, leading this uh, initiative is has kind of been uh, a journey um, in and of itself, certainly. Um, but I can certainly think of uh, other times where I've, where I've had to, to lead, um, you know, in that fashion um, and, and you, know, you know, had the opportunity to you know, be a part of some uh, unique business opportunities and, you know, can't share too much publicly, but certainly, um, you know, at one point was negotiating to acquire an American division of a Japanese based company. And that was a very uh, interesting uh, and complex negotiation. And so you know, being able to be a part of situations like that and have an opportunity to be a part of some opportunities in and around minor league baseball and others have really been able to to be exposed uh, to to high levels of complexity and understanding relationships and also understand that people in business and in, in our world you know, do do things for motivations that may not always be about money particularly in business um, but also being able to understand and develop the the other superpower I'd say I have which is the ability to be a good listener uh, and be able to ask the right questions and, and then listen and sit with what someone is sharing uh, with you and so really that's given me the ability to to kind of separate myself and be able to create value in a variety of, of different situations. So I've been truly blessed to, to be born in this time and into this, uh, to my family and, and have the, the opportunity that I have and, and really truly want to, want to practice radical generosity and learning how to give it away. Yeah, that's uh, so wonderful. So profound. So, so incredible. Great story to help uh, explain this. You know, I really want to get some insight from you on how to, 
process and manage and and cope with complexity. Uh, I, and I suspect there are others. And, and part, I hope, part of what you've done is to develop at least to observe the way you maybe natively or intuitively cope with uh, complexity. But but give us some pointers on managing, dealing with, and addressing complexity in our own lives and our own work so that we can handle it better. Well, certainly, I think uh, the biggest thing a lot of people will, will talk about perhaps uh, is having uh, emotional capacity, emotional discipline, emotional intelligence, and being able to uh, st- separate your emotions and having the self-control to do that. And then really also, even if it's someone you're maybe opposed to or may not particularly care for, putting yourself in their shoes and understanding where they are and understanding what they might be trying to achieve and then responding accordingly and also responding uh, with love. And I'm, you know, uh, certainly um, empowered by my faith, by my Christian faith in Jesus Christ. And that really motivates me and inspires me. And it's certainly been a faith journey um, throughout my life. So, in fact, you know, my people say, you know, my uncle was the first black billionaire, which is not exactly accurate. He was the first African-American to have a, bi- a billion dollar company. But doesn't mean life's always been easy. And certainly I'm, I'm very much inspired by my family and have a loving family, a particular loving wife and two loving daughters. And that really you know, buoys me and gives me the, the ability to be able to be in challenging situations and not take it personal and always keep the goal in mind. So certainly you have complexity. But having what Roman numeral one, two and three and four and five and, and, and making things simple and having that plan be very simple so that when you get off course with your team or with a negotiation or any situation, you can always come back and say, well, we agree we're going to do these three or five things, small number of things, high level Roman numeral. And when you can always come back to the baseline, sometimes all the other stuff and all the issues can kind of fade to the background and you can refocus yourself and you can refocus um, on the task. But I would certainly encourage everyone, if it's not uh, in Christian faith, to have some kind of spiritual practice as well. But it's, it's a journey. It's, a, it's an ongoing journey to develop the spiritual and emotional intelligence and IQ to be able to, to deal with challenging people in challenging situations uh, and, and begin having that family, having that support has certainly been a baseline for me. That's great insight. It's great insight. And I love how you see the complexity in human interaction. That it isn't necess- it isn't always just the processes and the business, it's the people. And, and yeah. I really think that's that's profound insights. It's helpful to me to, to break and down these things. The process in this way. can be complex, but the values that motivate it are very simple. Generosity, love, compassion, care. And that takes time to build those into your heart, into your character, and, and to really be able to operate and create trust quickly and be able to move uh, sincerely in that direction. And, and, and that's that's how, that's really the, the secret, if it's a secret at all. Yeah, that's great insight. Well, uh, Russell, thank you so much for taking the time to be with us today. Before we wrap up, will you take just a minute and tell people how they can learn more about Equity Endowment, how they can connect with you personally, uh, how they may follow you on social media, et cetera? Yeah. What are the best ways? The best way is to go to equityendowment.org, and certainly there you can subscribe to our monthly email newsletter. Uh, follow us at Equity Endowment on Instagram. We also have an Equity Endowment YouTube channel. Every Friday, uh, we release a weekly update that's about five minutes long, give or take a minute, and it really kind of summarizes the week in the news, some of the things that are happening on in our community, and we're really excited. In the coming weeks, we're going to be kicking off our, our artist, athlete, and uh an entertainer and influencer wing. And we're hoping to have some different people who are both doing similar work to what we're doing at Equity Endowment, but also some of our partners, um, creative partners come on board and contribute and share. So we have a lot of exciting things in store. And again, we're excited to have you in Baltimore, Devin, and just keep letting us know what we can do here on the ground in Baltimore to prepare uh, for our day in March. 
Well, thank you very much. I am so excited to connect with you and the crowd in in Baltimore. It's there really is an extraordinary community Indeed. coming together in Baltimore for this event, and and we've connected a few different communities, sub you know sub communities, little little tribes, if you will, in in Baltimore that are working with parallel ambitions, and they're coming together for this event, and and the energy around it is just phenomenal. I, I really uh, can't wait. And I'm so grateful to you being there and playing such a prominent role. Thank you very, very much. Thanks, Devin. Looking forward to it. All righty. Uh, we want to wish you every success, Russell, in all that you're doing, especially at Equity Endowment, and look forward to keeping in touch with you in the future. Sounds good. Thank you. All righty. All righty. Let's do some good. <laughs>